Welcome to Radically Transparent, the number one podcast for the modern day marketer, presented by Octopost, the only social media and employee advocacy solution architected for B2B. Each episode shines a light on the inner workings of B2B leadership, including what keeps successful CEOs, CMOs, and VPs up at night professionally. The conversations are real, raw, and authentic, all while revealing the unfiltered, not-so-known truths of today's most interesting marketers. Introducing your host, Jennifer Gutman. Hello, world. Here with me today is a woman who, for nine years, found herself doing incredible and phenomenal giant things at Google. With a true passion for video and a marketing leader like no other, please welcome Tal Sarik, CMO of Powtoon, to the show. Tal, are you ready to get radically transparent with me? Oh, definitely. <laughs> that is the answer that I love to hear. Um, not that you would, if you said no, maybe, you know, we'd probably keep going anyway. I wouldn't let you off the camera. Um, <laughs> but with that said, I'm really interested, you know, CMO, marketing leader, you're doing a lot of really interesting things. Would you be able to give us a brief? Because I know you have a whole background. So a, a, a brief look at your professional journey and how you actually found yourself as CMO at Powtoon. Okay. So I started my career as a marketeer in a world where digital was very, 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 you know, small um, in Unilever and the food service division um, a lot of time ago, almost 20 years ago. <laughs> I was a management trainee here in Unilever Israel. And I think it was the best kickoff for a marketing career because I got to learn from the ground up. I was literally running around to the Aviv selling five kilo mayo to restaurants and um, hotels and caterings and got to really understand how you do, uh, how you get really customer insights from the bottom up. Um, so I spent some time in Unilever, not all the time running around carrying mayonnaise, most of the time as a marketeer um, in, uh, in the food service and then in the customer marketing team. And then one day I saw uh, careers at Google. I clicked and six months later, I was uh, part of uh, the early uh, founding team of Google Israel. I joined there as a PMM. I was the second person in the marketing team. And when I came to Mountain View uh, to meet my fellow product marketeers, like they asked me, what are you working for on? And, um, you know, people used to say, like, I work on the sign-up page of Google, of Gmail, or I work on Google Reader. That guy was actually founding later Instagram. <laughs> um, but uh, I worked on everything. Like, our main goal was to get uh, small businesses to advertise on Google leveraging on my B2B uh, insights uh, and experience, but B2B marketing experience. But, you know, I was, you know, marketing all Google products to all audiences. And while I did get focused over the years, I did touch every marketer, like every audience marketer, you know, touches consumer, developers, uh, businesses, policymakers, like really advertisers, big and small, enterprise. So I had a very, 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 very great time in Google. Uh, most of the time in Google, I was uh, marketing YouTube, uh, mostly as a media, not to the consumer. So uh, I think here, there I fell in love with video and with video creators. I was uh, working a lot with the video creators on YouTube. 
And um, basically, they helped us sell the platform to advertisers. Um, and also, I was uh, managing uh, Shopping IL, which is the uh, Cyber Monday version of Israel. We actually brought this to Israel. We launched a holiday. Um, <laughs> I love it. We launched a holiday. Not many marketing. I think that's like definitely my biggest marketing achievement. We started a holiday. We recruited, you know, we work with the community. We work with influencers all in like 2014, 2015 before, you know, community and influencer were a thing, right? Um, and so I got to experiment a lot. Um, and it was a lot of fun. But I wanted to stay in Israel. And in order to move up in Google, I had to get out of Israel. And at some point, I decided that it's time for me to spread my wings and leave the motherboard. So after nine amazing, amazing years in Google Israel, working with people from around the world and, and also launching a startup pre-accelerator without intending to with Campus for Moms, which was a baby-friendly startup school we, we launched in Campus Tel Aviv as a side project for me. I really had like to go to do some, you know, startup marketing. Um, I, the last, the couple of years after Google, I was freelancing, working with my uh, um, ex-Googler friend, uh, Eyal Miller at Samsung Next in Tel Aviv, which was amazing. I worked with their customers, with, uh, with their, sorry, with their uh, uh, investing uh, company they invested in. Some of them, you know, become really big, like Stream Elements and others uh, ever since. And, um, and after that, I, short, I joined Wix. Okay. It was a, little, a short stint as the head of marketing uh, for uh, Wix SM. It was a short but sweet uh, but to extent, I then I moved uh, uh, to the startup board, small startup board, uh, to work with Upright, and I've been in Powtoon since January this year. Okay, so so January 2021. So after after the chaotic year of the world, and then the yeah. <laughs> um, got it, got it. So so listen, I've got a ton of questions for you. Um, I'll try to be uh, gentle, but as you know, the name of our show is Radically Transparent, and we do try to get uh, pretty transparent. Um, so what I want to ask next is, knowing that you've worked in so many different facets and areas of marketing, and knowing to the challenges that Powtoon may be facing, and then add that, add on top of that, your hat as CMO, which is no easy job. There's never enough time in a day. What is keeping you up at night professionally as the CMO of Powtoon? Um, the one thing that keeps me up, and I think every CMO of a SaaS company in Israel and probably around the world, is building the right team. Uh, talent. Talent uh, in Israel, uh, we have like, we have amazing talent and great competition on any person. Yeah, and <laughs> you have a great team behind you. It's good. <laughs> I, do have, I do have, yeah, just someone entered the room. Um, so yeah, I have, I have great team and I want to uh, grow it. So I'm looking for senior marketeers. If you're interested, <laughs> feel free to outreach to me. I'm always happy to meet new people. And um, even if I don't have a role, like, I think one of my proudest uh, achievements is getting a lot of people uh, their jobs. <laughs> I really like to do uh, um, scouting for people and helping people find a way. So um, if anyone needs help and, you know, just outreach to me. I love that. And, you know, I, I want to go back to, you know, the thing that's keeping you up in terms of building the right team, because 
I've been speaking to a lot of marketing leaders and that comes up, I'd say nine times out of 10 in every conversation. And there's so much that goes into building that right team. It's so much more than somebody's talent, right? What are you looking for when you're building your team? So this, so you know what, there's also another piece to this question. What are you looking for when you're building that team? But also what do you feel makes the best team for you? So I look for, uh, first of all, you know, I have a raw idea of what I want, where I want to uh, do, what I, where I want to be in a year, in two years time. So I'm trying to build a team for that time frame because, um, you know, companies always change. Um, and I'm looking for people that have some experience doing the stuff that I want to get done, some experience there and a lot of passion, highly intelligent people. Uh, I'm looking for uh, marketing gigs. Uh, people who are really passionate, really care, really want, you know, to learn new stuff or not afraid of trying uh, uh, um, new um, uh, new things and uh, uh, that learn very, very quickly. Uh, though in, in the senior position that I currently look, I do need some experience, but, you know, passion and intelligence are uh, extremely important. Mm-hmm. Um, in I've seen that, you know, the most successful marketeers that I know use both sides of brain, analytical and creative. Uh, but I do feel comfortable like having a mix of people. So some people would be more creative. Some people would be more analytical. I think it's all about creating the right mix of people. So, you know, like if you, someone in the team is um, highly organized, you know, I can afford to take someone who, to have someone who thinks more intuitively and creatively. and um, I'm just trying to get, you know, I don't need everything in one person, but I need the team as a whole to be, you know, um, both able to imagine and then execute uh, whatever needs to be done. And all needs to be definitely, you know, data-led, KPI-led. I believe that KPI is like a lasso you send into the future and pull whatever you want to pull. That's like the way. I imagine that. Um, so I, I need people who, who work with targets who are great project managers, but more of all, most of all, like marketing gigs. And although also people, you know, who are just like, you know, I wouldn't say I, I'd love to have a beer with because I don't like beer, but, <laughs> but you know, people that are, you know, that are like in the right pace. I, I, you know, in my team, people need to think fast because I'm a fast thinker, uh, but I do love having, you know, some slow thinkers to balance that also, but any people that move fast that um, that you know are in the attitude of get the right thing done, get get shit done, and um, just enjoy each other company. Absolutely, and I love your analogy of the lasso. I mean, all that comes to mind is like marketing Wonder Woman, right? Because doesn't doesn't Wonder Woman also have the the lasso of truth? So I love that analogy. It's like very fitting. Um, but yeah, listen, I think building the right team it's it's much easier said than done, uh, especially in today's climate, right? It's it's something that you know the, the players you need, but to find them and and to to in, encourage them to join the team, right? There's so many opportunities right now. My, my next question around the team, and then I'm going to move to a different topic, but what I'm seeing across different marketing teams, and I'm curious to hear your perspective, is that you kind of have, mar- marketing is changing so fast. Right? We're talking about like we're quick thinkers, and we also know platforms and technology and trends. And in marketing, it's ridiculous. Like literally one day, 
you plan for something and then the next day it could be a completely different dynamic kind of piece of, uh, you know, whatever plan you've made, it's changed. Or marketing platforms in terms of measurement, KPIs, they are changing fast. Um, I'm curious to know when you bring in new team members or you have your current team members, what are you doing at Palatoon to keep your team upskilled or leveled up, if you will, with the ever-changing climate of the marketing industry? So, A, we're not, expe- we not afraid to experiment and we are also not afraid to ask for help. I encourage all my uh, team members to broaden their network, to, mm-hmm. to meet other marketers, to offer help to other companies and to get help in return. I believe that in Israel, especially, the startup ecosystem is extremely collaborative. Um, so building that network and asking for help, you know, even if you don't have a network, just find the right Facebook group and ask for help that usually gets, you know, great people to help you. So, you know, admit what you don't know and don't be afraid to, to tell it to the world and, and, and like ask for help and, you know, help in return whenever someone asks for help. Um, you know, there is so much stuff you can learn online. All the platforms have, you know, customer success people that are there to help you. So I always encourage, especially my ops team, uh, just go and ask the platforms. Like, there are the people who, like, you're not the first marketer to, to have trouble importing that data to that platform. So just ask them. If it's possible, they know how to do it. If it's not possible, we'll think of another hack. But don't be, you know, like, you cannot, don't waste too much time, you know, searching what CSM and help centers can can uh, can do for you. And... Um, And another important, important thing uh, uh, to follow up with the market is do not get confused by all those technologies, by all those um, titles. Like, I, I, I never understood, you know, the buzz, buzzword titles, you know, growth marketeer, product marketeer, um, uh, user acquisition. I think at the heart of any marketeer, like there is a marketeer and a marketeer is someone who needs to follow the user to really understand the user, talk to them, understand their, which platforms they are in, um, and, and just follow them. You know, they should be your uh, North Guide day and obviously your KPIs. I think that's a valuable point. And I love how transparent you just got about that, right? You have all these fancy schmancy titles, all these fancy schmancy pieces of technology that do help us do our jobs better. But if you are a marketeer without the basic 101 of a marketeer, you'll easily get sucked up and lost. And I think that that's some excellent uh, advice, whether you're a marketing leader, uh, you know, swimming the current or, you know, a practitioner. I want to pause for a moment and shift into a topic that I know you're quite an expert about. Um, You give a show-stopping, worthy of ovation, standing ovation presentation that I've had the opportunity to look through, um, which is called Five Questions to Kick Off Your Growth Marketing. And while I know we don't have time to go through the whole presentation on this podcast, um, and perhaps we should bring this to a webinar soon, I was hoping you might be able to, like, in a soundbite or a nugget, share with us what are those five questions we should be thinking and how we should be approaching them? And this could be the teaser to a webinar that we're going to do together to get more details about this amazing presentation. 
Great, thank you. So the presentation is actually based on a very, very simple and old concept of marketing, which is a brief. Just, <laughs> but I just had to rename it, you know, in a sexy <laughs> way. The brief sounds so old style and boring, and you know, old time advertising. But I, I felt that especially at Google, when like we had this brief and this presentation is based on my learning from that brief. And I always felt like I know I know everything about my market. I've been doing that job for five, seven, eight, nine years. Like what? Like why do I need to have the brief? Like I know everything. Um, people should just listen to me and and I get stuff done. But but every time I seriously did the work and went through the, those questions, my plans just got ten x better. Obviously, my communication got. 10x better, but also the way I, my thinking evolved throughout this process. So I think this is really like my number one tip for new marketeers and every, every, every one of my friends who started a new marketing job get this uh, um, presentation uh, from me and they all tell me that this is like, this is the way they nailed like the first, you know, big marketing plan presentation to their new managers. Because um, that's, that's really the basics. So the number one question, uh, so I, I will just review quickly the questions. Um, so the first one is, what, what do you want to achieve, right? It's like, Basically. what are the goals? <laughs> Second question would be, who is your target audience? Third question is kind of a cheat because it's a mix of three questions. Uh, it's, what is this audience thinking, feeling, and doing now? What do you want them to think, feel, and do? And how would you convey that message? The fourth question um, is, how would you tell them that? Like, which channels, what's the marketing plan? That's actually, like, the actual plan part. And the fifth and very, very important question, how would you measure that? And, uh, and, and how would you know that it's working? Um, and do you want to start, you know, talking about each point? So I think what I want to ask is more around marketing leadership and how, when you look at these five questions, where do you think the gap may be in terms of the marketing leaders kind of executing these five questions? Or where do you think the, you know, we don't hit the nail on the head as in that leadership level or in terms of communicating these five, you know, very key kind of marketing 101 yeah. growth hacks, but where, where can CMOs do better in this, in your opinion? So I think, I think, I think like there are like, obstacles and, um, and, and minds along each of them. Um, the first question, what do you want to achieve? Is actually sometimes very hard for people to, to set a smart goal, you know, measurable goals, because nothing like that. Like we never did lead, our, lead outreach to this audience. So how do we know how much leads we can get, right? Like we never did it. Um, sometimes even the founder doesn't even like the founder or the CEO or like the management team doesn't really know like how would success look like. So, uh, here I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I'm a fan of benchmark, just, you know, Google benchmark for that and that, you know, just have some number, some, some kind of funnel that you can, you know, build back. Mm -hmm. It's better than nothing. Uh, and, and obviously all the time you need to refine that, but you really need to, to make sure that those numbers are highly connected to the business strategy, to the business goal. Um, uh, make sure if you need, you know, number of users, revenue, um, 
design partners, like you have all kinds of um, stages uh, of a company. Like at one stage, you may want to focus on one vertical, one type of users. It's like you don't care about all the other type of users. You want to grow specific verticals. So it's really, really, really important to just make those goals very, very clear because, you know, they're the number, they're basically the North Star. And then finding the right audience. I think most, most CMOs, you know, understand the difference between, you know, the purchase, the approver, the, 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 the decision-making and the user, and that they're not the same. And I always give the analogy of uh, uh, the cereal um, aisle, you know, uh, especially the kids' cereal aisle. I was going to laugh. Store. I have a toddler, so I'm the, I hate the cereal aisle now. <laughs> well, I know. Very hard. And I, I used to be, you know, making your life harder, right? We used to go to the retailers and ask them, show them the new products and explain to them why we developed them and why they're worth good place on the planogram. And then, so we had to move across that uh, stage and to get the, the whole, you know, retailer uh, chain to believe in the product and to give it visibility or special, you know, special uh, prices or whatever. And then you need to invest the buyer, which is the parent. And you need to also convince the kid that this is tasty, right? So you have, and it's, it's like very symptomatic way to do it, but this, you have it also in B2B marketing. You have the, per, the, peers, uh, the people who actually brings you through the door, which is, you know, the purchase. So you cannot buy something that is not approved or whatever. Uh, the, depend on your buying cycle. And then like you have the decision maker and the user and the whole, like you need to think of the three of those personas if they exist in order to make a successful sale. Um, but that's pretty much the easy part. I think a lot of marketeers miss out feeling, feelings in the first part, in the third part. Uh, I hate the term B2B uh, because what I learned is we, we are, you know, human to human. We are, you know, we are animals selling or marketing to other animals and animals, you know, brains are working with our feelings led. Um, and we always have to keep in mind, like, what, what do the people we, uh, we address, you know, feel now, understand, you know, their emotional state, um, their, um, it's, it's sometimes like more important than the thing they say uh, in the conversation. You know, a lot of the time you can understand a lot just by listening to the tone and to the, it's like, how do they feel about the problem that you're solving them? Um, so I think feelings are really important. And I think every good um, marketing uh, campaign, you know, works, takes you to uh, some kind of uh, uh, an emotional journey. Even if it is just, you know, a B2B product and it makes you, you know, uh, from overwhelmed and confused to, you know, to the feeling that you got everything under control. Okay. That's like a legit feeling or how it will help you boost your um, place in or the organization by making that decision or how it's like, how confident will you would be uh, like in Powtoon, right? It's like, if you're really, really shy and, and like you feel like, you know, speaking, you know, and giving presentations, you know, is, is, is awkward for you. And instead of beginning the presentation with like, you know, stuttering, but just, you know, showing a nice video that opens up uh, uh, um, the topic, you know, you can actually change the atmosphere in the room and gain confidence. Um, so, for example, in Powtoon, like we really want to make people feel awesome, you know, feel that they created 
something boring and banal into, you know, something really, really engaging and not boring. You know, our biggest enemy in Powtoon is boredom, you know. Um, so we're really trying to help people who doesn't know how, who don't know how to make videos or interesting, you know, content. We try to give them the platform that helps them do that uh, in a way that, you know, really uh, makes them confident and feel awesome and feel like they are, they're, you know, really um, the best they can be. Um, I so, love that. I do have a question. Now, there might not be a right, or there, not, there might not be an answer to this at all, but I'm curious as a marketing leader, I agree with you 1000% that oftentimes marketeers, we miss the boat when it's about how does this make you feel? And in B2B marketing, it's also, I think, like sometimes we forget. And then 2020 came along and everybody's using the buzzwords authentic and empathy and, you know, personalization. And it's all having to do with, right, how is this making somebody feel? But in a world today where we're really trying to understand and be data driven when it comes to marketing, and I've heard a term I'll share in a moment, but how are you measuring or how should we be measuring emotion? Can it be measured? I'm not sure. Not everything can be measured. And I think you mentioned the word empathy. And I think that's like the key word in marketing that people are not talking about. I think without being empathetic and being able to place yourself in the shoes of your customer, you know, you're, you will not get far, Right. Um, I like Omar Shai from Wix, for example, you know, has all the time, you know, customer uh, uh, websites open. Like he has like, and in Wix, there is a tool that, you know, you can have an, a Chrome extension that, you know, opens websites, you know, all the time, whenever time you, so you, you really get to see what people are doing and, and get a feel for that. And I think, yeah, some, sometimes you just need to immerse yourself in the life of the customers. When I wanted to understand YouTubers back in 2014, I just watched them. Like I just, you know, moved from one to another by the YouTube, you know, just infrastructure UX. And then I called them and I I invited them to the office and I talked to them. So if I want to understand a customer, I just go, go and talk to him. Obviously there are tools like NPS, which are great. Mm -hmm. And the way I like to use NPS is a net promoter score for someone who doesn't know Mm -hmm. is to, um, like, I think that the biggest teachers to the value and to the positive feeling that the product can evoke are those who are, are, are promoters, those who give us nine or 10. So I read their feedback. Like, I know, like, it's easy to focus on what people don't like about the product, say, but they're not going to teach you a lot of stuff. Like, you already know that the important thing is to understand why people love products. So I, I really, you know, try to talk to those kind of People like email them, you know, um, to get feedback, uh, to have like really actual conversation over Zoom so I can see them. Um, I also, there is this quote of Tolstoy, you know, the opening of Anna Karenina, that all the happy families, you know, are the same and each miserable family is miserable in its own way. So this is what leads me here. Like I'm, I'm really trying to, like what consists a happy customer? Like who are they? What do they use the product for? Um, you know, what what feedback they get from from uh, from their uh, you know surrounding um, from their internal customers. So I think you know NPS is a good tool. NPS is you know segmenting the NPS by type of users help you you know learn more about you know in Powtoon. I like. 
teachers say different things about Powtoon than businesses. So I, if I want to understand how businesses feel about Powtoon, I will focus on that. I will reach out to those users um, or any, any other you know, key audience that I have in mind. It's so refreshing to hear you speak about that, I think, because in every question you've answered thus far, all I hear is you customer first, customer first, user first. And I think that's so refreshing to hear. And I'm almost, you know, there's a big joke right, in marketing. There's so many acronyms, but I'm going to throw another one out, right? Perhaps, maybe we need ROE, right? Return of emotion. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting. But I do think we have enough. I think like that one, the one, you know, one acronym we need to remember is like user, user, user. Because in Google, we had like this saying, you know, a marketeer needs to um, know the user, know the magic because technology is magic, right? It's magic that you can explain, but it's magic um, and connect the two. So I love know, the user, know the magic, connect the two. And I think that's the role of the marketeer and any technology is magic. Like if you think of the word that, you know, our parents grew up, it's like what happens now is, is plain magic. I love that. Um, I think that brings us perfectly to close out the show, but not without asking my famous last question. I am dying to know, Tal, what's one thing that you can tell us about yourself that we cannot find out on LinkedIn? And I'm going to add some more for you because I know you were a Googler, so you can't find out on Google. You can't find out on LinkedIn. And I also know you were a YouTuber at one point, so you can't find out from YouTube either. Yeah. You can only find out if you dig through my Instagram. <laughs> um, so we are, I like, I love video. I even love video makers more, uh, but I love, like, I'm, I, I just read all the time and fiction. Okay. Uh, I like, I have a debate between me and my uh, Kindle analytics because they said, you know, I missed a day <laughs> and I think they're wrong, but I'm like, I'm reading every day. I read mostly fiction if I like I listen to nonfiction and to podcasts to learn new stuff but when I want to really immerse myself in something and I have a good book um I'm there and I think that develops a lot of empathy and imagination and um and I think I find it uh, very like I'm always happy when I interview someone and they like they say no I actually read a lot I don't like watch that video much Uh, I think that's that's great um so interview tip um, and the best thing someone could give me is a book recommendation because I read so fast and so much that, um, I have a special heart in my mind, in my heart for people who, uh, help me discover, uh, great books. So fun fact, lightning round, tell us fictionally, what are you reading currently? And in terms of podcasts, what, which one, which other ones do you recommend for marketing learning? Hmm. So uh, I just finished a book by Nomi, Nomi Novik, which is a writer that uh, my friend Hedva uh, uh, helped me uh, found uh, helped me find. Uh, it was it's a part of a um, fantasy series that's called Deadly Education. That's the second installment that I read. Okay, Nomi Novik is an excellent um, words creator you know she she creates words for you and she writes historical fiction and 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 you know it's not really fantasy but great book so look for Nomi Novik's book and you can start with Deadly Education it starts very weird but it captivates you um also uh podcast 
So I'm kind of a podcast uh, fast at the moment, uh, but I do love uh, the startup for startup that Monday, uh, the series that Monday have. It's a good one. And uh, another great podcast that I used to listen to a lot is How I Built It by Guy Raz. Also good one. Really, you know, behind the scenes of everything. For the Hebrew speaker, you have Iran Geffen podcast when where where he interviewed interviews Israeli marketeers, um, which is really insightful, and I love Iran personally. Um, and what else? And I think like the most important, like I would also try to uh, you have like you can find um, tools like uh, SparkTor that can help you find podcasts that your audience listen to, and I think this is also. Mm. Really important. The plot thickens. So we're definitely going to have our pulse on that because that is an interesting look to see what our audience, right? How, how are they feeling? What are they listening to? Very interesting. So with that super last question, anybody listening today, they want to join your team. They want to learn more about Powtoon. They want to talk marketing, get some advice. Where is the best channel to connect with you? LinkedIn. That would be the best. Uh, if you want to look for jobs, like our jobs are updated on the uh, Powtoon LinkedIn board, uh, LinkedIn board, and also on the Powtoon uh, job side, uh, we hide nothing. And always feel free to reach out to me. Please be patient if I'm in a busy time. <laughs> but I usually get back to people who, who ask for help. And I'm always happy to meet new marketing uh, talents. Even if you don't plan to join Powtoon at the moment and you have a question, ping me. And if I can't answer, I will help you find someone who can. Tal, you are one incredible and inspiring marketing leader. Thank you so much for joining me today to get radically transparent. And we look forward to hopefully having you back real soon. Sure, I would love that. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for hosting me, Jen. Thanks for tuning in to the Radically Transparent podcast brought to you by Octopost, the only social media management and employee advocacy platform architected for B2B. I'm Jennifer Gutman, your host and director of social strategy here at Octopost. And if you love today's show, we'd love if you subscribe, rate, and give a raving review wherever you get your podcasts. For more discussion on B2B social media marketing, be sure to follow Octopost on LinkedIn. And of course, to gain access to all our free social media marketing and employee advocacy resources, head on over to our website, www.octopost.com. Until next time.